and welcome to the podcast. Picture yourself in a subway car on your morning commute into work. When you boarded moments ago, all of the seats were taken, so you found a spot where you could lean against a door between stops. At each stop, few people get off, but many get on, and the train carriage becomes more and more crowded. And soon you're being pressed uncomfortably against the glass of the door. Someone's breath offends, yet you can't guess who among those around you is most in need of better oral hygiene. The man next to you reaches into his jacket pocket over and over again, jamming you with his elbow each time, either completely oblivious to the fact or just not too bothered by it. Do you mind? You ask. It's rush hour, pal. Get over it. You disappear into your thoughts for a while, but the tickling sensation on your cheek brought on by the hair of the woman on the other side of you becomes impossible to ignore. Then you realize she's fallen asleep, her head on your shoulder. You nudge her, but there's no waking her up. So you rotate your body as much as is necessary to get away from her cotton candy hair, though the smell of Aquanet still permeates your nostrils. She gets off two stops later, and so does Mr. Elbows. Enjoy your bitterness, asshole, he says as he passes through the door and into the mass of bodies shuffling their way toward their respective offices or shops or wherever. Minutes later, you're at your stop. After a desperate push through the chaos of Central Station, you're out on the street and are able to breathe a little easier. The atmosphere of the train still lingers in your head, though. The noise, the smell, the feeling of being crushed, you can't shake it. The squealing of bus brakes startles you and suddenly you realize you're in such a foul mood that you're afraid to walk into your office, only minutes away. You have a little time, so you wander to a slightly out-of-the-way coffee shop, your usual haven on a particularly crappy weekday morning. You sit in a corner, drink your coffee quietly, and eventually you feel human again. Or at least that's the way you see it. Yet the various ways in which we react to environmental pressures, are they not human ways? Of course they are. When surrounding circumstances change dramatically, meaning quickly in a short period of time, you feel uprooted, exposed, everything's on the table and nothing is guaranteed. When things begin to approach an equilibrium point again, your mind is able to put together a situational model that makes enough sense for you to start to lose that sense of nakedness. In each moment, you import information from the world to the senses, and your mind uses it along with past experiences, experiences ranging from far back in your history up until moments ago, to create a new situational model. In the comfort of your own home, external stimuli are few, and you're free to get lost in your own imaginary world, or one of a book or movie on TV, or of social media. Except the characters in your social media story are real, or at least you take it that they are. Sure, family, friends, and general acquaintances you have, or at least have had some face-to-face -face interactions with, there's no reason to believe they're not real. But if you've been fairly promiscuous in your social media activity, you probably spend a fair amount of time with so-called trolls and bots. And if you've got your head buried in social media much of the time, then the situational models that inform your thinking and behavior have almost nothing to do with your immediate surroundings. Yet feelings of outrage are there just below the surface, waiting for a trigger, one which will likely come from your immediate surroundings. And how are you going to act in that moment when your relation to things that you can actually reach out and touch becomes in danger of being poisoned? Can you pull yourself back from that situational model that's taken hold of you, the one put together by stories of injustice, feelings of inadequacy brought on by exposure to hordes of celebrities, heroes, and world beaters? 
how far of events perceived to have happened around the globe crept into your unconscious mind, guiding you blindly toward a boiling point, a point where seemingly everything is intolerable, and all you can feel is a desire to burn it all away and start over again. How much do the strands of the various stories playing out in your head all seem to justify such thinking? Who do you think you are that you feel it's incumbent upon you to set things right, to fix it all somehow? That may be an unanswerable question. The question of what you think you are that gives you the right to feel that way has an easy answer. You're human. Can you afford to continue using that as an excuse, though? Anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Until next time.